2: Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We are live at the DNVR bar here in Denver, Colorado, home of the Avalanche who were victorious over the Blackhawks 5-2 in the first game of the year, and I'm here with Mario Tiribasi. Greg Boyson is at the Ball Arena and will join us later on in the show with all the post-game <laughs> News and notes, uh, but here we are, 81 more to go. The first yeah. tank victory is in the books for the Blackhawks. We, we got through it, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say, this is pretty much exactly what we expected to happen. I will even go as far to say that the Hawks were better than I thought they might be in this game.
0: If you were to tell me that the game was going to end 5-2, to I was going to be very surprised. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, outside of the score, I which I, I was surprised that it was 5-2, to two. I really thought... Like, as much as we joked, like, oh, it's going to be 8-1, to I there was a part of me that truly believed the Avs were just going to run the Blackhawks off the ice and off the scoreboard. Now, the product on the ice looked exactly as I expected. Mm -hmm. The the Avalanche were by far the better, more talented, faster, more well-oiled team. We knew that already. That was not a surprise. Yes. What was surprising a little bit is you know Kyle Davidson and, and, and Luke Richardson have both talked so much this off season. Oh, there goes Nux. Oh. Poor Nux. That's all right. Well, is,
2: it's our Allie is sabotaging us.
0: It is our, just just slap, our, our, slap it right in a brick wall. Our, there. our makeshift <laughs> CHGO little home away from home. Anyways, um, yeah, that'll work. Whatever oh, we're we're making those logos going. are going to put a work. Jay Cutler jersey out here next. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank um, you, Ellie. What was I talking about? Hockey. Oh, the yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> the the messaging we we've gotten from Luke Richardson and Kyle Davidson about the Blackhawks is that they wanted to establish a a culture of the team that they are going to you know they're not going to out talent outgun teams this season. But they want to establish the culture of, of hard work and you know finishing shifts and and winning winning those battles. Because you're not going to out talent teams, but you can try and outwork teams and and, and and put that into practice. And I think what we saw was, yes, they didn't outwork the avalanche. They weren't going to. But that mentality was there. They mm-hmm. were working hard every shift. They, they were not you know they were getting pinned in their zone a couple of times but they weren't coming out of those and you know slamming sticks and getting frustrated because we saw that last year a lot of frustration yeah. with the lack of results and the losing games and, and things like that we saw the frustrations come out with the players with 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 the players you know this again it's game 1 if we see this in game 30 and game 50 where the, they're still playing at that level and still finishing those plays and, and playing with that um, you know, that, that tenacity, that's going to be a big testament, but to be able to, to buy into that and play that way, especially in a game where you probably know that you're not going to win, you know, that you're going to have a, a a long night. That's what you want to see. That's the kind of culture that you, that the Blackhawks are trying to build. And yes, the fact that most of the players on the roster tonight are not going to be around when the team is competitive, it still goes a long way to establishing what it means to be a part of the of this new era of the Chicago Blackhawks where you know you're going to go out there and you are going to you know every shift is 100% you don't take shifts off you go to the hard areas of the ice you go into the corners you go to the front of the net and you 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 know you you battle you battle every night and Sam Lafferty last season became a favorite of the show and again tonight. Yeah. He was one of those players that you point to and say that's the guy that gets it. That's the guy that is what Kyle Davidson wants. The 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 blueprint of the team to 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 follow. A guy that's going to skate hard, battle, fight and and literally sometimes fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we were talking with our 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 DNBR buddies during the game. They were doing a live simulcast and just mentioned how Lafferty is so indicative of what this regime is trying to make this team look like North and South between the dots, finishing checks, dropping the gloves if they have to. And it's also as Brandon brings up here in the chat and thanks for the super chat, Brandon, we'll get to it here in a second. It is Luke Richardson style. That's the kind of player Mm -hmm. Luke Richardson was. And that sort of thing reflects on the team and the team reflects the coach. And you're seeing that now the big challenge for the Hawks is going to be in january february march when they're way out of it and they've had several long losing streaks Mm -hmm. and things are just not going right how does he keep them motivated that's going to be the challenge but for now you're seeing a team that is basically a team of strangers when you think about it a lot of these faces are new Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys haven't played together before and they're learning how to how to play as a team in a new system with a new coach like it's a whole new thing for these guys and it's a little bit unfortunate that they had to start the season against a juggernaut <laughs> like the Avalanche mm-hmm. in Denver on Banner Night. Like everything was stacked against the Hawks in this one. And I don't know how anybody can come away from this game angry, right? Yeah. There's there's yeah. moments, right? Like some bad penalties. Sure. There were also some really ticky tack ass penalties in this game. Mm-hmm. The the Jonathan Taves cross check was a complete dive. The Jujar Kara penalty in the third period was a complete joke. I mean, look, I, we're not going to bitch about rest, but the, the truth is the truth.
0: It's it's early season officiating. Yes, it'll, it'll change in a month.
2: But the Hawks have to stay out of the box, and you're going to play against a team like Colorado. You can't yeah. give them six power plays. Yeah, not at all. That's not a. I don't care which team. I don't care what if it's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You can't give them six power plays. Yeah. You know, you just can't play that way. But I, I don't know. I just. Is the game like again? The first shift, you and I looked at each other like, "Oh no!" <laughs> it's
0: I was be one of these. <laughs> I was teleported back to yes. last season against the Avalanche. Yeah, and I was like, "It was like, oh, this team is slow. This team is not looking like the team that we were expecting to see uh last at the end of last summer." uh where it was like oh they might be a playoff contender like i was like oh shoot <laughs> like like i was expecting this but it was just like oh my god like to to see it again yeah it's just like it, it's it's jarring but i i do want to make one point we'll get like we'll get to brandon's super chat really appreciate yep. it brandon um that that you mentioned and it's just like, yes, it is unfortunate to you know have to start the season against the against the defending champs, the 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 cup favorites coming into this season again on Banner Night. You get you know all the all the energy and emotion into the building, um, but and and I, and I put this out on Twitter, and sure you can roll your eyes, you can laugh at me, whatever. Uh, I, I I'm fueled by your hatred, um, <laughs> but Blackhawks fans, I'm 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 talking. everyone right now you do remember winning cups and raising banners and what that felt like yep it is just as important to remember that feeling as it is to remember this feeling tonight knowing okay we're about to get our teeth kicked in by the defending champions and they are having their moment remember that feeling because as kyle davidson said and as we have said on this show, if you hop on the ride at the end of that journey, whenever it is, hopefully in our lifetime,
2: I hope so. <laughs> when the
0: Blackhawks are raising their next banner yeah. for winning the Stanley Cup, you will have been here for the journey, and that moment will feel so goddamn sweet. Yeah, remember that feeling. Sorry, Nux. Well, <laughs> remember that feeling from tonight to that point, and it will. Be worth it, and I think, and
2: I'm. This is not a criticism at all. And bandwagons are wonderful, but I think a lot of Hawks fans of this generation kind of jumped on as they got good in in 2009, 2010. So this the long suffering before then, a lot of people weren't part of. Yeah, I was. A lot of other people were, mm-hmm. but when you see, let's let's think about. We got a lot of Cubs fans that watch this. There's a lot of crossover yes. from when Theo Epstein took over to the realization of the world series, Mm -hmm. it was that much sweeter because you went from where you were to the ultimate pinnacle of baseball. Mm -hmm. And that was the best feeling. And you know what some of the most fun parts of that journey was, was you'd see the grainy highlights of Chris Bryant hitting a bomb in Iowa (laughs) or Javier Baez making a spectacular play, right? Like you would get those little leaks from the prospects as they were coming up. That's where we are now. You're going to see highlights from Lucas Reichel in Rockford and Kevin Korchinski with the <laughs> Seattle Thunderbirds making plays. You're going to be like, all right, this is where we're headed, right? This is what's coming down the pipe. And guess what? You're already watching Connor Bedard highlights. I know you are. Yeah. We and were you were last year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> start watching uh, Adam Fantilli highlights too and get excited. Like this, this can be fun. And it's going to be difficult and it's going to be a challenge for all of us to not live and die with the result of every game. Mm-hmm. But I will take this game as a tank win yeah, and a moral victory that they did not get laughed out of the building. Mm-hmm. And it could have easily gone that way. And had they had a different head coach and had a different kind of breed of player, it probably would have. Yeah, Things could have derailed in this game very easily, but the Hawks did not put their tail between their legs. They fought They played hard. They did the best they could against a team that was so much better than them, talent-wise. I mean, aside from Seth Jones and Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, who on this roster is in
0: the lineup for the Avalanche? (laughs) Oh, man. Connor Murphy, maybe? Uh, Murphy, uh, they could probably find a spot for a guy like Max Domi. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. I mean, seriously, I yeah.
2: That, the, that's the reality of this Sam Lafferty and maybe, line maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's it. I mean, you're talking about a true contender potential dynasty in the making here mm-hmm. in Colorado versus a team that is intentionally built to lose yeah. with some of the best players in the organization playing in Rockford.
0: Yeah. And, and that is, that is very, very clearly by design. Right, and 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 I think you know in the long run that should hopefully work out properly because the Blackhawks have a a new uh development idea, development path for these young players where it's not going to be oh throw them in the NHL because they're they're quote unquote ready yeah um you know we they want the players to build a confidence, build a culture of success in the minors. So that that can trickle up to the NHL when they come along with them, um, you know. We, we've talked about it before. We've we've seen it with guys like Kirby Doc and Boquist, Henry Yokiharu. Um, even Nick Schmaltz uh, at the beginning of his career needed to go back, needed to go down to Rockford to kind of be like, hey, let's let's try and reset things here and, and figure things out. And it worked for him for for a short while with Chicago. Um, you you got to have guys be able to to ready to to be able to be ready to go unquestionably when they come back, when they come up to the NHL, because when we talked about this on the, on the crossover podcast yesterday, uh, when, when it came to the avalanche, they, they have players playing in their minor league system that I think a lot of abs fans think like, why aren't they here in the NHL? You know, they, they should be here. They, mm-hmm. They've paid their dues. They've developed all these things, but the avalanche have the, have the mentality of, yeah, you could play in the NHL, but are you going to help us win? Yeah. And I think for the, for the Blackhawks, even though they are very far away from where the avalanche are and, in the pecking order of the NHL, they still want to have that mentality of, yes, you could probably play in the NHL, but are you going to be here in the NHL helping us win? Right. When they caveat, when they want to be ready to win is, is, is the thing. So, I think that will take some time, and we've got a couple super chats in here yeah, that we that those. we want to get to. Brandon uh, was talking about um, Athanasiu and Domi and Kane playing together, uh, saying no way Domi and Athanasiu can play with Kaner Look, playing with Patrick Kane is not an e- as easy as no, I think a lot of people very think. Very difficult. It is. And and yeah, you know, you make the jokes like, oh, you know, I, I could play between Patrick Kane and get thirty points or whatever. Yeah, yeah but there there's a, there's a mentality of it, of being on a line with a guy who's going to the hall of fame and is still playing at an elite level. And even players that are at the top of their games and are playing, you know, in their primes and, 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 and have a lot of high level of skill. You still step onto the ice with Patrick Kane. And it's just like you, th- there's a lot that goes into to trying to match that level of skill and that yeah. level of, of ability, and very few players have been able to to do that with Patrick Kane at that level. Alex DeBrincat was a player that could do that. Yep. He's he's an all star caliber player. Um, Artemi Panarin was able to do that. He's also an all star caliber player. You know, it's it's very few and far between of guys who can play with Patrick Kane, play off them successfully, and play off him successfully, and not be overwhelmed with the idea of like, oh, I gotta get the puck to Kane and see what happens. Um, and, and or be able to, to, to know and see the game the way he sees it and be like, okay, he expects me to be here at this time. I have to get there. Like That is very hard to do. So Max Domi, Andreas Athanasiu, they are very good players in this league. Like you said before, this is a team that's very strange to each other, a lot of, a lot yeah. of new guys, a lot of young guys. So it's going to take some time. They've only had training camp to build a chemistry. It'll take some time. Am I am I on on the verge of or am I on the edge of saying like they can't play together? No, it's one game. They they might be forced to play together because yeah. they're the, probably the three most skilled players offensively that you can put together to try and create a little bit of offense for this team. But yeah, all
2: right, yeah, we've got Greg Boyson standing by. Let's get to our other super chat before we move on to Greg. Yeah, that was from Windy City. Uh, Hockey. Yeah, Windy City Hockey just with some kind words for us. Um, we appreciate those as always. Um, right there, yeah, there five dollars. Appreciate be a long few years, but in the run, uh, but in for the run, I can read. <laughs> Let's go, Hawks! that's <laughs> a long day. City Hockey. Thanks, man. And before we bring in Greg, we want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. They're a Chicago local meat and cheese company, and they're offering you a better all natural options. They're the makers of all natural deli meat sausages and friends let me tell you about the famous meat sticks Mm -hmm. oh they're so good perfect for tailgating happy hour school lunches they're all natural hardwood smoked for eight hours and with 16 grams of protein per stick they make a perfect post-workout snack i'll let you know if it ever happens uh meat sticks come in chicken black forest beef and flavors like jalapeno (laughs) cheddar that's my favorite and the spicy chili you gotta try these they're incredible Look in your cooler at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicagoland grocery store. Again, all natural. These recipes are generations in the making. Awesome, awesome stuff from Green Ridge Farm. And remember, right now, order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com. Add those meat sticks to your cart. They'll be free. Nothing better than free meat. Mm -hmm. Just use that code CHGO when you check out, and you'll get those meat sticks for free Green Ridge
0: Farm, simply natural meat. And if you're talking about bang for your buck and value, you are also not only talking about Green Ridge Farms yep. and their quality meats and cheeses, but you're also talking about game time and the game time app. The best way to get tickets to any big event, sporting or concert or whatever it is, the best way to do that is to go through game time, download the game time app, and join over 15 million people who have done the same and have That's found awesome. the best. Ticket prices for all the events that you want to go to. If you want to go to a Blackhawks game this year, I highly advise you, as as we have throughout the the, the off season and now as the regular season begins, uh, opening night, October twenty first uh, against the Red Wings. Good tickets available. Yep. I I am sure of it. Uh, go on to that, go on to the Game Time app. Uh, pretty close to puck drop. Uh, same day. You're gonna have a lot of uh, very. Uh, valuable prices there on those tickets to get into the game and you know the, the thing with game time is there's there's a lot of different apps out there that that can that can get you good prices uh, with game time if you if you find a ticket to a game at a, at a lower cost you won't but if you do yep. in the off chance uh, they will match that price uh, and give you that price through the GameTime app. They are very good at being able to uh, to do that great customer service. Uh, so be sure to check out the GameTime app. You can get tickets to all of your favorite events, Blackhawks games, uh, Bulls games, NBA season is around the corner as well, uh, by going to the link in the description uh, on YouTube and on our uh, allchgo.com page. Go to that link. Uh, it'll bring you to the GameTime uh, site, and you can get your tickets through there. That's the best way to do that. And uh, yeah, it's it's That's it's great. definitely going to come in handy as uh, as the season gets underway.
2: Home opener for Hawks uh, versus Red Wings forty nine dollars. Uh, how about the Florida Panthers cup contender fifteen bucks will get you in. How about Connor McDavid in the Edmonton Oilers sixteen dollars to see Connor McDavid come to that the UC. Not bad. Uh, game time is the place to go, and now we're going to go to our buddy live from the ball arena <laughs> i said ball <laughs> ball here's greg Boyson. what's up buddy how are you
1: doing good you got me now
2: All Yep. Right. yeah doing...
1: we got you who talked I'm... who
2: said some things
1: yeah uh players and coaches and ah. guys uh guys so we got to talk to Jonathan Taves. uh of course he had a big crowd around him after the game and you know, he he pretty much said, I'm sure, exactly the same thing you guys are saying. Too many penalties, too many trips to the box. You can't do that against this team. Overall, he was pretty happy with the effort. He said the first and third periods were pretty good at five-on-five five, when they were able to play five-on-five. Five. Uh, he he liked their, their effort. And, you know what, I'm going to go on a record here and and eat a little crow because I've been... Hard on Jonathan Taves during the preseason because it just didn't look great in the preseason, but He played a great game tonight. He had that power play goal. Luke Richardson after the game was praising uh, What Taves was doing on the bench while he wasn't on the ice Said he was being a very vocal leader. He was keeping guys engaged and uh, He he credited that third period pushback a lot to what what Jonathan Taves was doing when he wasn't on the ice, so I'm gonna give the captain some credit. He had a rough three seasons, but he looked he looked really good tonight. So hats off hats off to nineteen on a very good game. So
2: if you're yeah. looking at the if you're a Corsi person, Jonathan Taves sixty three point one six in a game the Hawks lost five to two. That's really effing good. Yeah. Him, yeah. Regula, Johnson, Radish, which the Johnson? Four, uh, Tyler, the four Blackhawks <laughs> over fifty percent.
1: At five hey, that's, on five. That's good. At five on five, this game wasn't terrible. Right. Yes, the abs. Were, the abs were faster. Yes, the abs had more shot attempts. They had the puck more. We expected that. They're the better team by football field. They're better. Yeah. But at five on five, and Tave said it. Five on five, it was there. But you can't give this team seven power plays or whatever it was. They mm. scored four power play goals. You can't do it. And you can't do that again. All, any NHL team, you do that against this team, and you get exactly what you got.
2: Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, you know, what was uh, any comments from Tays about scoring in the first game of the season after taking 26 games to score last season?
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of laughed uh, and said, yeah, we're really not going to go there about how long it took him last year. But, you know, he, he had a smile about it. You could tell he was happy with that play, and, uh, you know, there were some positives to take out of this game. The power play was good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Taves had that goal. Some great passing set up that play. The, pe- the, the pass John- Tyler Johnson made to Max Domi. Max Domi uh, talked briefly, too, and he credited, you know, he says that that's, that's an elite hockey pass that set up the goal. He had the easy part. So the power play was good. And the face they won 61% of the face-offs tonight and didn't have a single player under 50%. It's gonna be exhausting to sit here and talk about all the bad things all year. So I'm gonna make it a a real good effort to try and point out positive things. So the the power play, the face-offs, those are things that you can look at and say, hey, those were victories tonight. And the overall team effort was there. It was there in the third period. The second period, Luke Richardson said the team was unaware. He used the word unaware about five times describing the second period, saying they just weren't paying attention to the situations. Taking trying to take line changes when they weren't there, not realizing when you should be dumping the puck, when you should be, you know, picking up your guy, Unaware unawares what he used the second, but he said he was very happy with the first and third period. So the effort was there tonight. The talent just isn't. Yep. So if we get if we get this every night, you can't really be too mad. Um now it's gonna be interesting to see come January, February, you know, and they've lost seven of eight or 11 of 12, whatever it is, if that effort is still there. But, you know, as far as what you had expectations for for this game, I think you got exactly what you thought was going to happen here. Too many penalties, but overall, there's not a lot to be
2: mad about. No, you're, you're right about that. And I, I would say at least two of the penalties were pretty ticky-tack. The Taves cross-check yeah. and the late penalty to uh, Jujar Kara yeah. uh, was a little bit like – what are we doing yeah, here? That, like, you know. that, was,
1: that, that was a superstar call. You know, that was Nate McKinnon tripping himself and getting a call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, T- yeah.
1: Taves even mentioned that, he said, that like, yeah, we took a lot of stick penalties and we can't do that, but there were a couple of those that, you know, probably shouldn't have been penalties. I'm sure he was referring to his uh, interference call on, on Boehm, who, you know, yeah. you thought there was a sniper in the 300 level that took yeah. him out the way right. he, got, he went down. So both of those plays, you could have taken both guys off. Me, I thought so, but you, you didn't.
2: A couple little news items I want to get to, and I I, I don't want to co- catch you off guard with any of these things, so I I'm not sure if they were addressed at all. Uh, number one, Andreas you takes a knee to the helmet in the third period on a really violent collision in the corner. Uh, never saw him go to the locker room. Saw him go straight to the bench. Yeah. Um. Any? Is he just fine? Is it?
1: Were, there was no update. Nobody even asked, to be honest okay. with you. Uh, I didn't see him in the locker room, but it was there wasn't a lot of guys there. They're leaving right away. Yeah, right. The bus yeah, they the got to hit to Vegas. So, you know, it was it was bare bones in the locker room. Didn't see him, but he did stay on the bench for the rest of that game. He never went to the locker room. So I'm going to make the assumption he's okay, yeah. but I'm sure they're going to check him out once they get to Vegas.
2: And then there are some uh, tweets going around that – Patrick King was caught on a hot mic shouting at Seth Jones uh, saying, what the F are you doing uh, on a play? So <laughs> look, these things happen between competitors, but uh, we should address it. If you know, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. Uh, once I saw it on Twitter, it was too late for us to really go find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, but just something to keep an eye on as the frustration begins to mount. But again, like you said, Greg, I, you know, you said this game went as expected. I think it went better than expected. I think, like you said, at 5-on-5, five five, they were good. Not good. They were fine, and the power play was good. You know, there there are definitely some positives, and it's kind of a shame for the Hawks when you consider all the things that happened. You know, new coach, tons of new players, uh, new system put in that they've got to play in Colorado against the best team in hockey on their banner night. It was a lose-lose situation for them, and I'm really anxious to see how they play against lesser teams like, literally everybody else in the league. Vegas, tough matchup. San Jose, I think that's gonna be a pretty good gauge to see exactly where this team is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and as far as the Jones-Kane stuff goes, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, I think I, I didn't see the exact play when it happened, but I, I, I kind of looked back in the intermission and, and it was on the power play at the end of the second period. Seth was kind of just like at the blue line, not really doing much of anything, but in his defense, like just prior to that, he had like an almost three-minute shift. I think he was completely out of gas. And if that was the case, that's on the coaches for putting him out there. That like, if he's out of gas, I know you want your top power play unit out there, but you gotta be like, hey, sit this one out and put somebody else over the board. I wouldn't read much into that. They, Jones and Kane were both in the locker room, literally sitting right next to each other, talking to each other after the game. It's not frustration. Patrick Kane wants out of here, two (laughs) periods into the season relax it's a heat of the moment it's, a, it's one of the most competitive guys on the planet just being upset because they couldn't cash in on a power play move on
0: did, uh, did Richardson talk any uh, about uh, Peter Moresic at all Cause I, I feel like he uh, you know had a, a very tough game obviously having to, to, to face the avalanche and, and the firing squad that he was probably expecting to face I think he did, didn't do so bad did, did Richardson say anything about that
1: the only re- The only thing he really touched on with Merazic was uh the penalty kill gave him no shot uh, yeah. they said the, pen- the penalty kill left him out to dry, and they got to do that better than that so it, it, so when you take away that and the, and the one five on five goal he let in that was a, it was a late redirect, so you can 't really fault him for any of those goals against and he was he was It was a Peter Moraic game you know he was good, you know the rebounds were a little they left a lot to be desired but yeah. for a first game of the season he he made some big stops there were a couple plays really early in the game where it was mckinnon and mccarr back to back had close range shots and he stopped them both when the game was still scoreless i think that got him into his group but you know those those goals on the power play he never saw any of those pucks like they they they, they grabbed got traffic in front of them, and you can't save what you can't see so you can't pin you can't pin any of those goals on him so Overall, I think the team was satisfied with what they got out of Mrazic.
2: Yeah, I think, he, you know, he, I'm pretty pleased with this play. I got a bunch of people in the chat sort of agreeing. And, and he's going to be an interesting player to watch this year, too, because, you know, he's a guy who last year Toronto pegged to be their guy on the run to the Cup, had a great season in Carolina a while back, uh, just has been sort of injury plagued, so it's kind of hard to judge his recent seasons. Um, but, hey, you know, it's it's also going to be tough to judge him on a team is, uh, is, is not stacked, unstacked as the Blackhawks. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't. I I think Morazic will be fine. Like you got to remember, his last two contracts were given to him by teams with Stanley Cup aspirations. Yep. The Carolina Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are two teams that are going are trying to win a Stanley Cup, and they brought him in. So Morazic's biggest issue in the last three or four seasons has been his health. When he's been healthy, he's been a decent to better than average starting goalie in the NHL. So I'm not going to rag on him too often this season because, man, he's got, he's going to have some rough nights out there. Yeah. Uh, but it will get better. The, the Hawks, veteran defenders, you know, they're going to get healthy. Um, again, outside of the, of the, of the PK, five on five, the defense was fine. It wasn't outstanding, but considering what you had, the matchups, they did just as good as you could, better than what you would have expected.
2: All right, we've not done our, uh, we we have not discussed for the first time our four stars of the game, uh, so let's just do them on the fly here. The three stars, uh, nichushkin Rantanen, and 2 three, two, one, all for Colorado. Because we don't have the graphic, I don't have to go first.
1: <laughs> well, I already I already gave mine. I praised Jonathan Tade, so he's my fourth star.
0: Fair enough, Mario. You right. go second. Uh, I will give it to someone that uh, I've already heaped some praise on in today's show, uh, Sam Lafferty. I, I think he he had a a game that you are going to expect to see from him. Uh, what we've what we saw from him last season, I think he 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 carried it over to this to this uh, first game tonight, skating hard, uh, finishing checks, and you know when when a, when a game is, is as out of reach as it was in the in the third period, you know he's still. Uh, his, his GAF meter was, was high. And, you know, he got in the face of, of Josh Manson and Manson basically said like, do you want to do this? You know, shaking his, <laughs> shaking his gloves and laughing. He was like, screw it. Oh yeah, let's go. And you know, he, he, he stepped up when he, when he had to, and he showed some fight at the end of a game where, you know, the Blackhawks, they didn't have a shot and, and they, they, they gave, the Avalanche, the best shot that they could. So I'm props to, to, to Sam Lafferty, this first of many fourth stars. I'm sure he'll get to this season.
2: I'm gonna give mine to Philip Kurishev, who I thought had a really solid game, uh, assisting on Jonathan Taves's goal. He Great played. Pass. Uh, fi- what did he play? I just lost my screen here. 15-22, two, two hits. Uh, obviously, pick up the assist. Played uh, penalty kill. Played even strength. Um, this is a guy I really got my eye on this year. Because the Hawks need to figure out what Philip Kurishev is, mm-hmm. and if he is in the long-term plans, and I think he's got a little bit, you know, he wants to prove himself a little bit too. And I've been reading a lot of stuff from like people around the league. I saw the Athletic publish their annual like Let's Talk to the Scouts kind of a thing, and put, like people who observe prospects really seem to like Kurishev. I like his game. I think when he gets more opportunity in top six. He's going to be more visible, but uh, I liked his game. I thought the pass he made was beautiful. A lot of other nice little plays from Khrushchev. So I'm going to give it to Philip Khrushchev in this one. But uh, Greg, you know, Taves, I I want to make sure I say it too, because I haven't yet. You're right. Like he was really solid in this game. Mm -hmm. And after watching him in the preseason, I had some major concerns about uh, his level of preparedness for the season, his uh, GAF meter, all those sort of things. But uh, for one game, He was the best Blackhawk, I think, significantly, and uh, hopefully it continues because, you know, if they want to trade him, they want him to be playing well. They also want him to be in a good headspace to help this team compete, right? If, If he's going to be pouty, then this whole thing could be, you could just completely poison the whole thing, and that would be awful. So yeah, for, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully Luke Richardson that. and needs that locker room to be able to or needs taste to be able to, you know, be a positive influence on that locker room as long as he's here.
1: Well, according to Luke Richardson, he he was that tonight. He, he was good. over the moon for what he was doing off the ice. So really good start for number 19. Very encouraging. Again, we'll see how this goes as the season goes and as. Things get tougher down the road, but a very good start. And one other thing before uh, I drop off here, they had uh, they brought Jack Johnson out in the tunnel afterwards because I, I think a lot of the Colorado media wanted to talk to him. And uh, a couple of really cool things, uh, he was rocking his Stanley Cup ring. This thing is like <laughs> as big as a snow globe. It was insane. But he was like, hey, ben- He's like, it's banner-raising night. It's the only night I'm ever going to wear this thing, right? So he, he enjoyed that. Uh, he had said it was actually uh, Jonathan Taves um, who encouraged him to go out for the banner-raising ceremony. Uh, and then he said, hey, we'll, we'll – he, Taves told Jonathan and sa- said, hey, if you want the entire team to go out on the bench and support you during this, we'll do it. And he says, no, no, you guys stay back, prepare for the game. I'll go out there. So again, there's, That's there's awesome. some leadership from Johnson. Great. Uh, and then the last moment, right, right when he got out there and started talking, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, the captain of the avalanche peeked his head in, gave him a big hug. And, and, uh, so that was a cool moment to see that, you know, Jack Johnson say what you want about him, about his level of play. He is an A plus guy. He is a great guy, great character guy to have on this team. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that we're probably going to hear from a lot this year as it gets tough down the stretch. He's the pro that will come out and talk after, you know, game six of a six-game losing streak.
2: Yep. Hey, you know what? Character. Character matters. Because you need yeah. to set a tone for the young guys that are here that might be part of the future here. And uh, 82 games is a long-ass time, mm-hmm. win or lose. So you got to keep this team uh, afloat and motivated as long as you can. So it's great to hear uh, that Jonathan Taves for one game, at least (laughs) seems to be really on board and doing the right things. And look like we kind of panned him last year for saying like, I don't know how to be a leader on a team like this. Well, maybe he took some messages and maybe being with a guy like Luke Richardson, who has a long career with battle scars, uh, mentally, physically, you could look at his face and see him. The guy has been through the wars uh, you know, playing for a guy like that, I think can, can make a difference. And he he's clearly got the respect of the team and, and, in a, a happy and motivated Jonathan Taves, there's no negatives there, whichever storyline you're looking at trade team, whatever, happy and motivated. Jonathan Taves is a good thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. So good, good for him. I'm happy to hear that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Encouraging start even with a, a loss, but you know what, this is the exact kind of games you want to see every night.
2: Tank win, a com- yeah.
1: A com a competitive loss.
2: Yep. You know, and Montreal won, so the Hawks Thank have you. a two point lead in the uh, Tank for Bedard sweepstakes. We gotta get a graphic going for the Tank for Bedard standings, like reverse standings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll work Thank on that. Th-
1: Thank you Toronto Maple Leafs for doing what you do best and tiddling (laughs) down your legs. We owe you one.
2: I'm sure there's panic in the streets in Toronto tonight. Oh yeah, everybody sucks. Everybody
1: needs to get traded. Yeah, it's it's glorious.
2: Yeah, it's great. All right, man, we appreciate you. Have a great night, have a safe trip home. We'll see you in a bit.
1: Yeah, I'll see you guys there at the bar uh, in a little bit.
2: Yes, sir. Awesome. All right, good night, guys. All right, that is Greg Boyson from the Ball Arena. And uh, it's funny, it's like, you know, I think everybody went into tonight, you know, I'll, I'll say like just butt cheeks clenched like, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, this could this has the potential to be a 60 minute freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And I don't know, like, let me know in the chat, like, are you guys excited for the next game? Is that weird <laughs> that like. Hey, hockey, like hockey's back. And even bad hockey is better than no hockey. Yes. And I am very much looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Like, I'm just like, let's go bring it out. Let's see what this team can do. I have very low expectations. They're going to be one of the three worst teams in the league. This beard is long gone. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be gone. Uh, Coach Shooter Zawaski is going to be here very, very soon. But entertain me. Just entertain me. Show me signs of life. Show me signs of caring they did that tonight, and I hope it continues.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it's you know we 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 talked all summer um, about you know this season and what to expect and and how bad it will be and you know knowing that the losses were coming and I think to to start the season, the Yeah, I have did. to address this. There are there is a fly. They've been in here bugging us that for is two days. Eventually, gonna find its way down my throat. I, I'm I'm <laughs> sure of it. Anyways. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, we've, we've gotten to this point now where the season is here. We're finally here. We're playing hockey that matters. And, and yeah, nothing has changed as far as the expectation of losses, but to, to get to a point where, you know, now we can actually see what this team is going to be, what the season is going to be like. We can actually get into it. And, and you know, we, we, we talked about this today uh, earlier today as, as, as a group, you know we we've spent the off season telling you the fans, and kind of telling <laughs> kind of convincing ourselves like yes, the season's going to be very hard. this teams going to be very bad these most games are going to be very hard to watch. I think we're we're all in agreement that now that the season has started, we have laid the groundwork for what this season probably will likely feel like, what it will be like, what the games are going to be like, and we are going to put a stop to saying it's going to be bad because we're here now. Let's find what's going to get us through this season and what is going to make this season exciting. And I think, you know, we, we we saw tonight, not every game is going to be like that. There will be games where it's six to nothing after two periods. And it's just like, can we just fast can we simulate the third period and just get to the end of this thing <laughs> like, yeah. i don't want to play this game let's just, let's just get it over with there will be nights like that but i think starting off with a game like this where you know we, we we talked about like this season having games where it's like entertaining there are things you can pull away from it but you're also like yeah they, they still lost and the big picture goal is still connor getting the best odds at landing connor bedard that you start off exactly with the, with the blueprint of what that, what a game like that looks like. And to do it against the arguably best team in the league gives you some hope that like, yeah, they probably can still have some games where there are positives. There are things you can take away from it and be like, that's something that they can, you know, Luke Richardson talks about video all the time. Uh, That's something that they can take back and say like, here, here, this was successful. Let's keep replicating this and even in a, a 4-2 loss, a 5-3 loss, a you know, 3-2 overtime loss, whatever it is, there are things that they can pull away and say these are the positives and these are what they can build on while still being at the bottom of the league.
2: Yep, no doubt. By the way, I have once again failed at my job. Make sure you smash that like button for us. We've got about uh, almost 100 people in the chat, give or take. Uh, hit that like yeah. button. We'd greatly appreciate it. Make sure you are subscribed on your favorite podcast app. And of course... Become a member at allchgo.com. You know why? Not only do you get a free t-shirt, you get access to our Discord. Mm-hmm. We did a giveaway in our Discord today. The uh, predictor of the first goal won a uh, CHGO t-shirt, so we're going to get that sent out. We got to see uh, what's cool about being here at DNVR is we got to see the merch room Yeah, where all of the DNVR, PHNX, and CHGO shirts live. We kind of ransacked it. <laughs> we tied yeah, so Mitchell it, up and just took everything we wanted. Yeah, if there's any delays in shipping, you can blame <laughs> yeah, sorry. us. Sorry. Sorry. They gotta um, re- they gotta restock the show. But I know some chubbos like me were looking forward to the uh, double extra large uh CHGO Blackhawk shirts. They are back in stock. So if you've been waiting to sign up at allchgo.com or have been wanting to order a CHGO Blackhawk shirt at CHGO the double X shirts are back in stock. So let's do it. Join those. And I know our guy Lawrence uh is in the chat. We got to give him props for recommending Torchy's Tacos yes. today, which yes, apparently Absolutely. You mention a restaurant and people in Chicago got to say there's better taco places in Chicago. <laughs> I know. It is okay to like things from two different places. You don't have to fight about everything. The world's on fire, shut up. Anyway, thank you for the recommendation at Torchy's. We ate so much freaking food. I, me, the fat guy almost had to tap out, but I powered through. <laughs> I got through it. Mm-hmm. I did well. Finished it up, and I did not need any food until like eight o'clock tonight. Um, and the food here at the DNVR bar is fantastic. Oh yeah, very good. So uh, look forward to that when a CHGO bar opens uh, sometime soon. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know, man. I I didn't know how how you know looking forward to this show. How would I feel at uh, you know twelve thirty three a.m. Central Time? Uh, no, I got it backwards. No, I got it right. No, you're right. Yeah, 12.33 Central Time. Um, and I feel better than I expected. And I think that is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we can look at this season knowing that the results don't matter in terms of, well, you kind of want losses, <laughs> but you want to see, again, those positive signs of of chemistry and of um, systems and of, um, you know, commitment. You know, guys playing for each other and I think that's something we haven't seen from the Hawks in a few years. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were it's funny, we were killing time today between morning skate and um and the game and we were watching that Ice Guardians documentary. Oh yeah. You know, and <laughs> and I've always been like kind of on the fence about fighting like, oh, you know, it's concussions and we know so much and the, I got to say the Ice Guardians documentary had me it gave me it turned me into the Thinky emoji. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting but that stuff matters to the players. Yeah. You know, and when they see Sam Lafferty, you're down five, three saying, all right, we're going to lose, but we're not going to go out without a fight. Literally. And Sam Lafferty takes on someone who's a better fighter than him and Josh Manson and holds his own. That stuff resonates with players, you know? And, and I just, I keep, we talk so positively about Lafferty, but he is just such a representation of what the Hawks have not been Mm -hmm. for so long. And it was good to see. And, and, you know it, i feel like we're we're kind of saying the same things but it's just i don't know i'm surprised by how good i feel after this loss
0: yeah i, I to be honest i came into tonight uh you know walking into the the dnvr bar here and being one of like three people <laughs> yeah not... there was
2: another one and yeah, he...
0: yeah there were there were there were two hawks fans <laughs> here which really uh didn't
2: he win a raffle ellie he won a raffle He's right
0: table. oh, oh man, okay yeah enough. It was yeah. There was some hearty boos for for the two Blackhawks fans uh, besides us that were uh, that were in the bar. But yeah, I mean, walking into the bar, being one of like three people not wearing a Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon jersey, <laughs> and you know, sitting down, and I was just like, "All right, am I sitting down here to be surrounded by uh, very friendly, uh, you know, very welcoming?" Uh, Avalanche fans as they celebrate ten goals and oh yeah, their banner raising night like that. Yeah. That's what I was in the back of my mind thinking like th- this night was going to be, and to come away with not one, not two, not three. I'm sorry, <laughs> Lebron, LeBron. I'm taking taking your <laughs> taking your bit, but you know a, a handful of positive takeaways. Yeah, was not expecting that. So yeah, it's it's it is a best case scenario start to the season um and 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 I I can only hope for you know the positives to continue and 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 like we've said there will be nights where it's going to be very very hard yeah um there'll be nights where they you know there'll be nights where they win a game that they're probably not supposed to um against you know better competition or you know they get out Hockey is like that. They a, a team can get outplayed, yeah, viciously, and still you know win a game two to nothing or, or or whatever you know just because of the way things bounce. But I think there. I think I am I am optimistic that this Blackhawks team, the 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 coaching staff that they have headed up by Luke Richardson, the front office that they have, the 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 blueprint and the plan and the direction that the organization is, is is buying into and going into and the the plan that they have for the players that they want to be part of it. Uh, I have optimism for it. I have optimism that, that things are in place mm-hmm. that if they go well, you can read about it at all uh, I posted it today. Uh, this may not be the decades long trudge of a rebuild that, some teams in the NHL have experienced and some Blackhawks fans are, are dreading that this will be. I, I I am optimistic that if it's executed properly, we are not going to have to go through a very long sucky period Mm -hmm. and, and things could turn a corner pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm the
2: optimistic. Fly just flew in my ear, by the way. <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Yeah. The fly, by the way, the fly is optimistic. You know
2: what's well. funny is we are in game one of 82, and the draft discussion has already begun in the chat. Yes. I want Mitch Cuff. I want Fantilli. F- Fantilli's better than Bedard. We got a long time to talk about this, but because it's on everybody's mind, I was talking to AJ, who uh, does the Avalanche podcast, mm-hmm. and he was saying, like, when the Avs had their, what, 48-point season, they talked about the draft on every show, because what else are you going to do? Um, remember with Mitch the Russian factor is a huge factor right now, bigger than it's been in a long time. Yeah, There's a chance you draft him and he never plays here. That Mm. is a realistic chance. And if he does three years, four years down the road, it is a risky pick. And yeah, he is a really big talent. And if he was from Canada, he might be number one, number two, for sure. But that Russian factor is a huge thing to consider. And as we look at where the Blackhawks are now, this draft has to deliver them a franchise player. Mm -hmm. If it's not Bedard, it's Fantilli, or somebody else who rises through the ranks from now until draft time, they have to knock this pick out of the park. And any sort of risk, like Michkov, I'm not taking it. I'm sorry. If he ends up being the best of the three, cool. I'm not taking that chance where the Hawks are right now. There's no way you need someone to come in
0: and be sure they're going to come in and and be part of this team. And what is, what is nice is that the Blackhawks are going into this season. I guess what it not nice. What is a silver lining? Because this, this rebuild should have happened a few years ago. Um, What is a silver lining is that, they're going into this process, into a draft that has multiple options to mm-hmm. where you're like, you know what, this player has a bright future and could potentially change the direction of this franchise. It's it's not going into a draft class where you're like, if you don't get the first overall pick, oh, what all a waste, is lost, right? all is yeah. lost. You know, it's, it's you know what, if they don't land a Connor Bedard, there's two other players at, at the time, right now, at two other players where you could go, you know what? They could land Adam Fantilli and he could come into the NHL right away and he could be a difference maker and he could be part of why the rebuild is shorter than yep. previously expected. Michkov, I'm I'm with you on that. I it's, it's very risky. I, I, if they get three, do you take them? God, I don't know. I, I it's, 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 I think it's, it's a fair discussion because of, where I think the Blackhawks want the, the the pace at which the Blackhawks want the rebuild to take. Yes, they're going to yeah. be patient with development, but I think they're looking at this draft as saying we need someone who is going to be right in the lineup, ready to go. How about this? If the Hawks get three, do you trade
2: three and another first for two? I think... <laughs> we get a long time man, to talk about this. <laughs>
0: You really, but it's fun. I, I think that's where <laughs> I think that's where internal discussions around the league will <laughs> yeah, have to maybe, right. yeah, maybe whoever has two tips their hand a little bit as who they're favoring because yeah. if the Blackhawks really don't feel confident about Mitchkov at three, if that's the case, and the team ahead of you is talking about you know, uh, Fantilly, well, yeah. well, we'll probably go Fantilli unless someone gives us whatever, you know, I. That's a discussion you have to you have to think about. Yep. Uh, We got a guy in the comments, uh, Jason
2: Smith, who we haven't seen before. He is a uh, ball arena (laughs) uh, employee, and he's got some thoughts. He says, although I I also thought Taves was totally washed, I don't see all the game, but what I saw, he looked better than I expected. Obviously, one game proves nothing and remains to be seen. Yeah, Yeah, but we were talking to AJ uh, downstairs, too. Colorado's got their eye on Taves. As a deadline acquisition,
0: from, from uh, reports from people who you can trust.
2: Yeah, I mean that is that is something that is it just it's been talked about, mm-hmm. and and the the reason that obviously Taves has to agree, right? And he has to go to Kyle Davidson and say I want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That all has to happen, but it's a matter of the contract getting affordable enough for the trade to happen which probably means they wait until the last minute to make it happen. If if it does at all. Yeah. So having a good showing here means something, you know, so it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I I think we'll, we'll have time to kind of talk about this as after it happens, but there's a bit of sadness with Taves and Kane and this whole thing ending. And you know, the dynasty has been over for a while, but like to have those last two pieces, uh, the two names that are synonymous with each other, um, potentially gone from this franchise is it's going to be tough a tough pill to swallow. As much as we kind of daydream about like, oh, what could they get back? And it'd be great to get this and that for Taves and this and that and that and that and that and that and mm-hmm. that for Kane. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be tough to see those guys in other uniforms. And, uh, you know, again, we've got all year to talk about it. But I, I just I can see that that's where people's heads are at. Right. Everyone's yeah. looking at this at this franchise two, three years down the road. And uh, whatever happens
0: this year. Taves
2: and Kane probably aren't going to be there for
0: it. I think most, most people don't see 19 and and 88 being on the ice for the Blackhawks beyond, beyond this season. And yeah, we've, we've had many months of discussions of, you know, trading Jonathan Taves and trading Patrick Kane. And I, I think, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where the sting of that conversation is gone because it's, it's kind of the expectation now. Right, it's the expectation yep. that they're not going to be here at at this point. Last year, whole whole calendar ago, the thought of Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane not finishing their careers as Blackhawks, not getting, you know, we were talking about. Okay, well, what what are they going to do for extensions? Yeah. Will, will Jonathan Tays take a pay cut because he's not worth it anymore at the at the to be able to pay him the same as Patrick Kane. That's that's where, where the thought process was. It wasn't mm-hmm. when do they get traded and where and what's the return. It's what what potential extensions are they going to be. So yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> I think there's a lot of buried uh, sadness and 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 pain that is going to be had by Blackhawks fans. Uh, you know, if and when both of those guys are 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 gone at some point this season. Um, but I think. You know, as as the acceptance of the rebuild has generally been been had by the by the fan base and especially by those within the organization now, um, I think a lot of that sting has been has been taken taken off and it's still gonna hurt, but I, I think that is the the reality. And yep. it's it's definitely not something that Blackhawks fans uh in, in the last fifteen years have really, you know, had a reality like that. So True. it's it's tough. You know what else is tough? Golf. I suck yeah. at it, quite frankly. Yeah, but you know, at but least I want to can... look hot. I want uh, fat guy summer. Yeah, you can you I can look it. good doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know we're we're at the middle uh, point of October. We're getting to the middle point of uh, October. Uh, you know, I, I'm not uh, too well versed in the in the course golf course uh, landscape of of Denver and, and Colorado. Elevated
2: desert. We learned. This yeah, yesterday. we learned that.
0: I'm, uh, Fun you know, fact. Learning things at 32 years old I was like, what's the good.
2: deal with all the rock lawns? <laughs> Elevated desert. Yeah. Okay. Who knew? S- you you learned something I think Colorado's snow. Yes. That's liquid. Last time I checked.
0: Yeah. Well. Hashtag science. That's how it works. But uh, to look good on the golf course, whether you're out there as the uh, season changes and the temperature drops here in October, or if you've packed up your bags, your golf bag, and uh, are waiting till the... Weather gets better in the spring. You're going to be looking good out on the course with some pins and aces golf apparel. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the All City Network. Uh, And their apparel, their golf bags, their hats, they are going to get you set up for looking great out on the course. They are a family-owned business, which you got to love. And uh, again, they're going to get you decked out head to toe and They even have uh, golf bags that come with a beer sleeve in it that can store up to seven of your favorite cold beverages and keep them cold for the entire round, which is just a fantastic innovation uh, for out on the golf course. So go to pinsandaces.com and use the promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to get 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping on that order. Again, that's pinsandaces.com, and the promo code is CHGO.
2: And uh, remember, we've got our tailgate coming up November 6th. Yeah. Uh, Bears-Dolphins, Bears uh, revenge tailgate. for the single loss in 1985, my friends. <laughs> the revenge game is upon us. Uh, and when you go there, go to uh, lchgo.com to get your tickets. You're going to see our sweet-ass... Shy Town Cornhole Bag Sets. Yep, that they sent us that look absolutely phenomenal. Starring Nux, our guy Nux, there is all over the bag sets. They are the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. It looks absolutely unreal. Mm-hmm. I could not believe how good these looked. LEDs that light up the hole. So you can play at night knowing where your bag's going. It's always a good thing. Night bags. The exterior has handles for easy carrying, and they've got handcrafted like abacus style uh, Helps score you keep keepers score. And much like the beer sleeve at Pins and Aces, the beer holders on the back of the bag sets, they're awesome. They're veteran-owned and operated. That's a great thing. They can ship anywhere. They also offer local pickup. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. They're great wedding gifts or a gift for all mm-hmm. occasions. I'm looking into a bag set for my wife's grandma, who's turning 101 sooner, Hey-o. And she is a bag ringer.
0: There you go. At
2: 100 years old, she will whoop your ass in some bags. So I'm looking for a new set for her. It's great for tailgaters. It's awesome. Backyard barbecues. Chi Town Cornhole is the place to go. So go get yourself a sweet set of bags at Chi Town Cornhole. I think we're good, right? We're done. Game put it, one in the bag? Put it in the bag. This oh, has been. one and oh. This is, that's right. Uh, tank standings, one and oh. Uh, <laughs> look, I uh, want to really genuinely thank uh, DNVR for hosting us here. Yes. Uh, everybody at the company has been super welcoming, super awesome. It's funny, like, we walk in here, we meet these people in person for the first time. <laughs> And it's like we're meeting friends we've had for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been great. We're jumping into the you know the the avalanche live stream. The we're thing. doing crossover shows. The All City Network is such a great thing. We're so proud to be part of it and to be here and see like the full realization of it. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to know you know already how far we've come since March and where we're headed mm-hmm. in the next two years, three years. Much it's like only like going to get yeah, it's only going to get bigger and better. So thank you all for your support. Thanks to Allie for producing our show tonight. We greatly, and for everything you did for us all week. Yeah. Um, Allie's the MVP of all city. That's true. <laughs> that is the damn truth. Everybody here knows it. Yeah. Um, so thank you to her and everybody here. Of course, uh, make sure you smash that like button if you haven't. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and if you're feeling generous, as a game one gift for us. Leave us a five star Apple Podcast review. It would be greatly appreciated. Guess what? The Hawks play tomorrow night. Ooh. We will be with you after the game tomorrow night. Oh no, we're not taking a day off. We're back, baby. No we days are off. back tomorrow night after the Hawks and the Phil Kessels do battle <laughs> in the low desert. Is we're in the elevated desert. Now we're going to the lower I, desert. I guess. Yeah. It's a desert world tour.
0: You know, for I the took Black geography Hawks. twice in college. you think I would know. Yeah, I don't know. Rockalons all over Colorado. <laughs> Who knew? Also want to shout out everyone in the chat tonight. Yeah, thank uh, you. Seeing some new names, appreciate Definitely. that. Seeing some familiar names, also greatly appreciate that. Uh, come along with us. It's going to be fun. It's going yeah. to be a journey. Hop on a ride. And uh, yeah, hop on that ride. And tell
2: a friend. If you got a Hawks fan, loving friend, or look, hey, every Chicago sports team is covered. Misery loves company. Absolutely. So bring your bring your Blackhawks
0: friends along for the ride with you.
2: Let's have fun together for the next 81 games and then the draft lottery and then the draft and then free agency and all that fun stuff. We're happy to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in to game one of the 2022-23 Blackhawks season on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.